On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Monday, March 28th, Ian Cameron. Voice is a little rough, but other than that, feeling great, feeling fine. Still in San Antonio, Texas uh, for another few days. It's been an unbelievable event, fun times. Great people, uh, by the way. The people I've met down here have been phenomenal. Uh, fellow bettors. Uh, shout out, of course, to the, everybody at Pub Sports Radio. Jeff Slaughter. Uh, of course, uh, Jose Bouquet, who's been behind the scenes getting us set up daily for letting me use the palatial studios here inside Southtown 101 uh, here at uh, Pub Sports Radio to do this show. Uh, great to be here again for a Monday. We've got Andrew McGinnis back. I've not seen Andrew. I don't think I've seen Andrew since uh, his return from uh, Las Vegas. But, uh, Andrew, it's good to see you. How are things on a Monday? Yeah, great to be here with you, Ian. Uh, it's, I'm doing very well. Uh, home sweet home. Uh, as we always say, you know, it's always a great feeling to be home. It's also a great feeling to travel. As, as I see, you're having a great time. I enjoyed my trip as well. Uh, the second that the uh, the wheels are down, though, and your plane lands and, you know, you get through that, uh, you know, the doors of the airport, you, you feel good to be home, you know. So I'm back in some normalcy a little bit here, um, you know, ready to uh, handicap these cards. And I'll tell you what, I started talking with you about a week and a half, maybe even a month ago, we would talk about playoff uh, race. Well, now I can actually feel more normal talking about playoff race because it's upon us. And it's getting very competitive. And, uh, you know, I talked about um, volume to you plenty of times this year. And, you know, this has been one of those times where one day it might be one play, the ne- or next day it might be four. But I'm really, be- you know, being careful because, uh, you know, after the trade deadline, you really got to figure out who you're going to pick your battles with. Yeah, no question about that. And one thing we're seeing, Andrew, is the teams that we kind of counted out of the playoffs surging their way back into the race Mm. as we speak. The Vancouver Canucks, who we're going to talk about uh, on this show, uh, are one of those teams that uh, don't stick a fork in Bruce Boudreau and company just yet uh, with the way they've played. Plus 400 to make the playoffs. I got them. And it is still alive. Uh, They are right there. You look at the. I thought it was dead too, Ian. Yeah, well, it looked like they were just falling apart, but now all of a sudden they find themselves three points back of Vegas, who have the second wild card. 
uh, in the Western Conference. So it is manageable. It's doable right now for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. We'll talk about them. we got a great matchup to start the card, and that's where we'll begin uh, on this Monday slate. Carolina Hurricanes, Washington Capitals. We've got uh, Carolina minus 130 uh, road favorites in this game. Uh, the total six across the board. Uh, when I look at this matchup, uh, look, Carolina's had a world of trouble this year with Washington. It's just sometimes there's that one team you do not match up well or play well against. And for Carolina, that's been Washington. I mean, you look at three meetings this year, all won by the Capitals, 4-2, 4-0, and then 4-3 uh, in a shootout down in Kakalaki just 10 days ago. Washington's won five straight in the series history. Uh, they're playing some solid hockey at the moment, the Capitals. I've liked their game. Their offense uh, has really uh, been finding the back of the net of late. Back-to-back uh, -back wins against Buffalo, New Jersey. They score four goals in both of those games. The run is now 6-2 and two for Washington in their last eight games. And they've suddenly become an over-monster right now. Uh, Andrew, how about nine and one to the over for this Washington team uh, in their last 10 games? Carolina, look, it's been a little bit inconsistent. There's been some rough patches. There's been some bumps in the road lately for Rod Brindamore and the Hurricanes, but uh, I thought they were in a good situation Saturday. I laid a small price with them on the road against St. Louis, uh, and they got the uh, win against the Blues seven to two on Saturday night. Much needed. This is a tricky one because. You know, you've, I, I remember taking Carolina in this price range the last time they went to Washington, and that was the game where I thought it was set up very nicely for Carolina in that game, in that spot, and they got shut out for nothing. And, you know, I don't really want to sell Washington short, and to be honest, I think the price is fair. You're not necessarily getting a great bargain to back Carolina, and you have to acknowledge the fact that, you know, this team has had their struggles uh, with the uh, – Washington Capitals this year. There's been uh, no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about that. They've definitely had some issues. Uh, Svechnikov, the birthday boy on Saturday against St. Louis with two goals uh, in that 7-2 to victory for uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. So he's one of those streaky goal scorers. Uh, and by the way, uh, on the Washington side, Evgeny Kuznetsov, when he plays well, it takes this team to another level. This guy is the ultimate floater. Uh, sometimes, Andrew, you can't find him with a telescope. He's lazy on the back check half the time. He doesn't really put in that effort away from the puck. But what the one thing he can do is make it happen offensively. He can make things happen. He can set his teammates up. He can score goals. And right now, Evgeny Kuznetsov is playing very well uh, for the uh, Washington Capitals. He's on a, a big point streak at the moment uh, for them. 12 games, uh, point streak, seven goals, eight assists during that time. So, He's the obvious candidate if you're going to look at a prop tonight involving someone from the Washington Capitals. So I'd lean over a little bit with this total of six just because I've been riding Washington. but And I'll probably bet it's small, but the concern, Andrew, is divisional matchup, big in the standings. Washington's actually closing the gap a little on Carolina and the teams above them. Does this take on a defensive mindset, this game, in a big divisional matchup? That would be the one concern, but I'd still lean to this game over the six. Andrew, what do you think here? Carolina-Washington. Yeah, you know, I'm not much for a look-ahead, uh, uh, you know, spot type of guy. But let's remember, Carolina tomorrow, they're playing Tampa Bay. So that's definitely a big spot to think about as well. But it's something that you do take into account. Uh, when I look at this game here, I mean, I think it's actually a pretty good price, guys, on the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, Washington Capitals, the amount of goals they're giving up um, and, and the higher scoring games they've been involved in, they're involved in lots of over games. You know, I think Carolina, what do I always say about them? It's why I have a future on them. They're a good defensive team. They have great goaltending with Freddie Anderson, and they're a deep team. And um, I think that Washington is the exact opposite of a deep team. You know, you take a look at their their guys and take a look at their games. And when this team is playing well, it's because their top four or five or six players are doing the bulk of that scoring. As far as the, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes go, 
There's plenty of guys that can get the job done for them. And even when they aren't scoring in bunches, usually that's when they're having a very solid defensive game. So for that reason, I do like the Carolina Hurricanes. And I just think that when I see how many high scoring games this Washington Capitals team has been a part of recently, it's quite a bit of a turnoff for me uh, when you play a team like the Carolina Hurricanes that I would use the word comfort. There's very comfortable in low scoring affairs. They're one goal contests. Uh, you guys get my point here. I'm backing the better defensive team. I'm back in the team with a goaltender I can trust. Uh, and I think that albeit they've had some success recently and there is that big game tomorrow. You know, I do this every now and then on the show, Ian. I'm going to do it today. Um, I'm going to be looking ahead tomorrow and and say I'll probably be on the over tomorrow in Carolina and Tampa Bay. Uh, but as far as today, looking at his side and fit taking on uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. And again, what I what I think is actually a reasonable price here at minus 130. So Washington... They've played better hockey recently. They've been involved in some higher scoring games, like you mentioned. Um, I still think that that works to the advantage of the Hurricanes and their solid defensive hockey. So uh, I'll, I'll take a little bit of the chalk here and take the Canes on the money line. All right, Andrew, liking uh, Carolina here in this one. Great matchup, obviously, good rivalry. And, uh, you know, things, uh, I can't, no, it was Carolina-Tampa Bay things got heated. Uh, right at the end of that last game. Not so much with these guys, but watch out for that tomorrow night. And by the way, you guys lucked out for the BetCast. I'm not going to be on it, but Andrew and company will have you covered tomorrow night. What a night of hockey. you got Toronto-Boston, great game. Carolina-Tampa Bay, uh, great game. Uh, you've got some you know, you've got some terrific, terrific matchups on. There's one more I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah, Rangers-Pittsburgh. You know, really good hockey game there as well. So that is a great BetCast in terms of tantalizing, appealing matchups to uh, hopefully cash in on. Uh, with some live wagering last night uh, or tomorrow night, rather, yeah, with the yeah, uh, great games tomorrow. tomorrow. Can't wait. No question. All right, Vancouver, St. Louis. We've got St. Louis minus 160 uh, home favorites in this game, six the total across the board. So, look, the money's come in on St. Louis. They're off a rotten. Well, they didn't really play that bad in the third period. In fact, they really took it to Carolina in the third period. They just couldn't find the back of the net. And Carolina all of a sudden gets two empty net goals and makes the score probably more of a blowout than it really was on paper. You know, it actually was a pretty competitive game, but turned 5-2 into 7-2 uh, late in that game, uh, and it ended up being a, uh, a win that was a little deceiving because uh, you look at it, St. Louis didn't play terrible, but they did pick it up in the third uh, in that game, but still fell short uh, in that uh, loss to the uh, Hurricanes. And, you know, we talked about this on the uh, weekend show, one of the weekend shows, I think Saturday with Vito, Billy Huso is, uh, you know, he's finally hit a wall a little bit. You know, he's not playing quite as well right now for the uh, St. Louis Blues in between the pipes. And look, he's, they're going right back to him. So they've clearly committed to him. They miss Tory Krug now on the blue line. That's a significant injury for uh, St. Louis. Yeah, look at his numbers in this last stretch. One and three, 3.5 goals against, 8.82 save percentage uh, for Billy Huso the last five starts. So it has definitely been uh, a little bit of a downward trajectory. Maybe struggling a bit more. I think part of it, too, look, number of games he's playing. They're adding up. They're piling up. You know, this is way more hockey than Billy Huso's probably played at the highest level uh, mm -hmm. in his entire career. That's probably making a difference here for, you know, maybe seeing him kind of peter out a little bit. Not that he can't get his game back or not that it's completely fallen apart, but he's just not playing that, uh, putting up those big numbers, you know, two goals or less. He was pretty much a machine like that about a month or two ago. And now you're seeing him concede three or more, you know, in a lot of these games. It's, this is dog or pass for me. You know, Vancouver's got something really strong going right now. I like, Look, things were falling off the cliff for them. Just, you know, I would say it's funny how quick, quickly things can change, Andrew. Eight days ago, we're writing uh, the obituary 
here for the uh, Vancouver Canucks after yes. that loss to Buffalo. They got drilled by Calgary. They came out so pathetic in that game. They get shut out by Detroit at home. We're ready to basically lower the casket and, and put, pour the dirt on top of it. Uh, when it comes to this Vancouver team. But sure enough, they've won two of their last three. They go into Colorado and stun the Avalanche 3-1 uh, on a really tough spot against a surging wild team. They took it to overtime, lost 3-2, and then beat Dallas 4-1 to in a very solid performance over the weekend. So, you know, I like the way things are going here for Vancouver. Demko confirmed uh, in net for them tonight. Uh, in or Sorry, not Demko, Halak, I should say, uh, in net for Vancouver. I get it. It is Yarrow Halak. It's not Thatcher Demko tonight. But let's not forget Halak's last start that he was in net uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. It ended up, he was actually pretty good, uh, I thought, in that game against uh, Minnesota. And uh, don't forget also the way, uh, or actually Demko was in that game. It's the Colorado game that we saw uh, Yaroslav Halak before that. 32 saves on 33 shots. It was his best game of the year. It's not even a debate. That was absolutely his best performance of the year, Yaro Halak. It was Yaro Brodeur, Yaro Fuhrer. Yarrow, uh, you know, any uh, any great goalie you can think of from the past. That's what he looked like in that game, Andrew. He was brilliant against Colorado. Absolutely. Everybody was shocked. Everybody yeah, was shocked. I'm sure it did because his numbers were ghastly, you know, before that game against Colorado. So he's capable. And the way I see it, I like Vancouver. And if he sucks again and he's back down to a struggle here, I kind of like the over a little bit here in this game. And there's some trends that point to St. Louis when they get beaten, you know, by a big margin in their home. They've really been over trending team. Very, very strong numbers point to that. So uh, I would go, go Vancouver and over uh, if I'm looking at this game from a side and total perspective. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Canucks Blues. Yeah, well, money certainly come in on St. Louis, and I, I don't bring that up all the time, but I do bring it up sometimes just as far as, you know, tracking uh, where where the odds have gone, really, and what the, what the changes have been here. Taking a look at St. Louis, and I was talking about this on a show earlier today, and uh, I, I I know we have to keep the train going, but I'm interested to hear your, your response to what I'm about to say here. But, you know, you're on Vancouver. You said you like them as well, like me. But realistically, what has St. Louis done recently that anybody would be pouncing to bet on them? You know, this is one of those spots where it's kind of like, a you know, you hope they play better. You hope the coaching quotes and the player quotes come in fruition. This is one of those ones where it's, um, you know, what you used to always say, Ian, a must win isn't a, a will win. And this is one of those ones where we've seen the numbers shoot up for the St. Louis Blues. They've been playing poor hockey, you know, uh, giving up 12 goals their last two games. And a Vancouver team that's playing with a lot to prove right now, trying to make that push for the playoffs. And yet they're plus 140 on the road here. You know, it's kind of a contrarian play, uh, but as far as a total play goes, I'm actually on the under here, particularly the first period under 1.5 goals. Uh, reason being is just that both these teams have, whether it's been a successful game or an unsuccessful game, there has been a lot of sloppy defense going on. And I think for a Vancouver, especially closing in on the playoffs, they're going to have to play uh, better defensive hockey, you know, and, I think I look at that game they had against Dallas. You look at the game they had against Colorado. What was the key in that game? It wasn't the fact that they lit the scoreboard up. They didn't have a first-to-five game against Colorado where you had to score five goals to win. You know, they scored three goals and allowed only one. That's not going to happen often, but I think it's going to be the case tonight where both teams are going to play very conservatively, and it might shock people lining up to bet this over. So, I like the under in this game, Ian, particularly in the first period, one one and a half goals. 
Um, but as I mentioned uh, prior to the show or at the start of the show here, um, and, and I told you guys, I don't, I don't really like to confidently give out picks. If I say it's a lean, it's a lean, but I don't really have anything on the side in this game yet uh, because I'm cheering on. I've got, you know, uh, a regular size bet here that I liked quite a bit. Punch that in in about November at Vancouver plus 400 to make the playoffs. So you can bet your ass I'm cheering for them to win tonight. Uh, so I, I, I see it kind of as a waste for me to bet on them on the money line tonight as if, you know, I pretty much have them tonight to win the game, but it just in a very different way. Uh, but I'm looking for a defensive performance tonight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, interesting. I think uh, Jimmy's in the in the uh, audio. I think he's uh, been waiting backstage. Oh, sure. Holy shit, I didn't even see it. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, Jimmy? How are you? Good to see you and hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's it going? I'm sorry. I'm, in a, I'm at a doctor's appointment, so they gave me a little room on the side here to do it, but I don't have a camera, so... That's all right. All good. All good. Uh, we all have faces for radio anyway, Jimmy. So exactly. Especially I could shut this camera off. You know, you don't need to see me in my pale complexion right now. It's not, I'm not doing anybody any favors. Uh, but nevertheless, Carolina, Washington, Vancouver, St. Louis, we're on, we've talked those two games, Jimmy, what do you like in them? Yeah, I'm liking Carolina. And then you look at um, the, the Vancouver, I just want to go in that game. You guys were just talking about right now. Something's rubbing me the wrong way about St. Louis right now, guys. I don't know. Like, they just – they look out of sorts, very inconsistent. Um, they they look like they're just starting to play with each other. Like, they're not familiar with each other out there. And I look at Vancouver right now, and Lee, you mentioned Halak and his start he had the last time. I think the fact that he, he got that start, I think really – I'm not saying it was a direct result from what the coach did, but the fact the coach went to him in that game instead of the next day and surprised us all – uh, I think it gave him a lot of confidence and maybe he's got it back now. So I'm going to ride the hot hand and, you know, that potentially might be my best bet. I have that much confidence in Yarrow Halak right now. Wow. How about that? That's a change in tune because uh, you were critical of him recently. And yeah. Won. Yeah. But, but hey, that like Colorado I'll... game blew me away. Like I said, it's Yarrow Broder. Is that yep. what we, that's what we saw against Colorado? Yep. I give credit words too. I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I stand by what I said about the stuff as him as a teammate last year, but you know, I, if he's going to win, you got to give him credit. Yeah, and he's he was there's nothing short of outstanding he was in that mm-hmm. win against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Now consistency, you know, this is a veteran netminder. We have to remember that. So mm-hmm. he should be able at this stage of his career to get himself in the right mindset before a start to put himself in position to play well. You know, it's not like this is some inconsistent first year, second year NHL backup goalie. This guy that's been doing it for a long time. I don't know what your mental preparation, your physical preparation is yeah. for him, but that's always been his issue even this year. One really good start, and then there's a slew of rotten ones right after. We'll see if he can avoid that pitfall uh, here tonight with the uh, Canucks and Blues. And you're right. I don't think something is all that right. It's too inconsistent right now. And look, the absences of kind of why I think Vancouver can score tonight, you know, Tory Krug on the blue line out. Tyler yep, Bozak, yep. look, he's not going to give you a ton of points, but he's a big-time defensive conscience. All right, for the St. Louis Blues, no question about that. A very good defensive centerman uh, for the St. Louis Blues, and they're missing him right now as well. So, uh, And they've definitely suffered because of it. We'll see if St. Louis can bounce back tonight uh, against Vancouver. All right, next up, you guys, Buffalo, Chicago. We've got uh, Chicago, minus 160 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, this is just your straightforward, I, th- I think goals are scored in this game. You've got two teams that are playing for exercise as I like to say at this time of year, just have some fun, score some goals. Both teams are doing that uh, right now. You look at Buffalo, I cashed an over yesterday. Rare Rangers over uh, in that game, 5-4. In overtime, the Rangers get the victory in that game. But 
Here's this Buffalo. I think the draw is worth a look here just because of what we're seeing with Buffalo. They're in every game. Uh, they've gone to overtime or a shootout in five straight games going into this matchup tonight against Chicago. And here are the Blackhawks. They've played to overtime or a shootout in two straight games. Their last two games, the Vegas game on Saturday, which turned into a crazy game uh, in the third period. It's one of the games I got to see uh, a good portion of uh, this weekend here in San Antonio was that Vegas-Chicago game. It was wild. I got to see a lot of the Minnesota-Colorado game yesterday. What a game that was. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't get enough of that hockey game. It had everything. Intensity, goals, scrums, fight. McKinnon and Dumba, are you kidding me? I mean, that game just had uh, everything that Minnesota, Colorado. Give me a playoff series with those two teams, but that's another story. I just think you got two teams that are very suspect defensively, two teams that can score, though. Chicago Chicago can score goals. They are as well right now. Uh, four against Vegas, four against L.A., four against Anaheim, four against Winnipeg. You know, we've seen four-plus goals now, four straight games. Tokarski's too up and down to trust him. He's probably the starter after Anderson played against the Rangers for the Sabres, so you should see Tokarski. Kevin Lankin has actually played okay, but do I trust him to shut the door? Completely, absolutely not. Uh, and, of course, he'll be in net for Chicago. So very straightforward, over the total for me, and I think I'll sprinkle on the draw. How can you not? It's very difficult not to. You know, you're talking about Buffalo going past regulation in five straight, Chicago going past regulation in two straight. So that's what I like in this one. Andrew, what do you think? Sabres, Blackhawks. Yeah, very similar to you. You know, it's kind of uh, one of those things where I, I, I mentioned at the start of the show when after the trade deadline, you you, you have those teams, you know, I've, getting, I've been getting chirps for the past four or five days about how the Habs are already announced out of a playoff spot and we're a month and a half left of the playoffs or in the regular season. These teams, you know, you said it yourself. They're playing, uh, they're playing for a paycheck, playing for exercise. Uh, whatever they're playing for, it's not the playoffs right now. Uh, and that definitely can impact handicapping a little bit, but it's kind of early to say that. But when it comes down to it, I don't trust either of them defensively, but I do think there's plenty of talented skaters out there for both these clubs. Uh, this could be a great prop game, but depending on how much action I end up getting on sides and totals, I might dive into this game prop-wise as well. Uh, but I'm on the double up, Ian, the Andrew double, the first period, full game, half and half, splitting it up. First impression, I really did like that first period, and I only had that one locked in. And I looked at the whole game and said, look, I'm going to go ahead and play the full game as well. I think, uh, you know, for Chicago, after Flurry was out or got traded, I backed them against Anaheim there. It was a short favorite, I believe. They were minus 120. They won that one four two, And Lankin in the net was his. Uh, I thought it was a good spot. And then, you know, they've still been playing a lot better hockey. But both these teams, I think, are going to be involved in just some crazy, crazy high-scoring games down the stretch. And I'll be honest, because it's these two teams, I'm kind of surprised we're seeing a six here. I think if, you know, because they're not a big, highly touted top seed, doesn't mean you can't give them a six and a half. Um, you know, both teams have plenty of talented guys out there. And also, let's take a look at Buffalo recently. Even if there hasn't been, you know, massive overs games, if you're an analytical person, expected goal numbers would all tell you their games are expected to go really, really high. And I think we could see, you know, maybe two one somebody for somebody after just the first period. So, uh, Ian, do you have, if you have the numbers up, I don't usually bet these, but what are the odds for the both teams to score in that first period? It might be something I look at um, as well. But I am on the first period and full game over in this game. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, maybe a concern that Chicago-Vegas, the, the floodgates didn't open to the third, but I think from the very beginning, I think you'll see you know both teams uh, playing aggressively here. You know, It's just uh, better offensively. Plus 155 is what I'm seeing with uh, both wow. teams to score. Not bad. In the uh, first period. And I've been betting a lot of the, more of those lately. You know, I took Florida, Toronto, both teams to score first period 
last night in that game with the uh, Panthers and the Leafs. So uh, definitely a good I- good idea to look for that, you know, in certain situations. And uh, this one definitely looks like that could be a, a solid fit, uh, looking at both teams to uh, get on the uh, scoreboard uh, in that opening uh, period. Tage Thompson just continues to roll for the uh, Sabres, him and Tuck and Skinner. And don't sleep on Kyle Ocposo. This guy's always in that plus 400 range to score a goal. And, you know, he got one of the goals yesterday for the Buffalo Sabres. So don't sleep on him. He's been playing well lately. And the quotes are all positive out of Buffalo. Like, it's Buffalo. Dogger pass for me here, too. But when I look at this, I took a shot with Buffalo yesterday, plus 250 against the Rangers. And look, Mm -hmm. I didn't win. But, boy, they gave me my money's worth. Took him to overtime. It was a great price in my, especially once I knew Georgiev was going to start for the uh, Rangers. And, uh, I just would rather in this game have the plus 350 on the draw, take a shot with that, than Buffalo plus 140, you know, because we've gotten Buffalo at better prices than this. You know, this is not quite as uh, tantalizing, uh, if you ask me, getting the uh, Buffalo Sabres here at around uh, plus 140. So uh, that's why I'm veering more toward the draw in this game. And again, the, the recent numbers bear it out. A lot of overtime and shootout games recently for both of these teams. Jimmy, what do you think? Buffalo, Chicago. Look, guys, I look at the Buffalo Sabres right now and the way they're trending. They remind me uh, a lot of what has gone on with Montreal and the way this team has just embraced the, you know, season basically being over and they're just out there working on their game and, and, and finding each other as a team. And, you know, we've seen that, that recipe work in Montreal and I think it's starting to work there in Buffalo. They just seem a little freer out there uh, and, and have more cohesiveness. So I, I'm liking Buffalo as the underdog here and I'm going over in the first and over total as well. All right, Buffalo plus 140 over first period and over full game Looks as like well. It's like Jimmy and I are watching a Sabres-Hawks game, cheering on some goals. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Game of the night. Hey, it's, it's, any game's a game of the night if you make some money on it. You know? Exactly. It can be anybody's game of the night if you do well betting it. All right, next up, we've got Arizona and Edmonton. Obviously a monstrous price here. Edmonton Oilers, a minus 400 in a lot of spots right now. Home favorite, six and a half the total. Obvious scheduling advantage for Edmonton. Arizona played last night against Winnipeg, a very exhausting, tight-checking, low-scoring affair. Uh, and look, the Coyotes were a pain in the neck uh, for the Winnipeg Jets uh, last night, but ultimately they fall 2-1 uh, to one in overtime uh, against Winnipeg. That's now their fifth straight loss. Uh, it feels like eons ago. Here I am uh, cashing multiple underdog tickets with Arizona a couple weeks ago during that road trip, you know, and seeing them perk up a little bit, playing some better hockey. But let's be honest, kind of fool's gold. I mean, if you look at all those games, they got badly outshot, badly outchanced. I mean, the expected goals numbers were just horrific for Arizona in most of those games, completely dominated, yet somehow winning on the scoreboard. And they went through that cycle where the Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto dominated uh, they were in m- much of those games and still uh, found a way to win them. But now the uh, uh, b- balloon has burst a little bit. They've lost five in a row. Uh, they've still been, you know, relatively competitive, but still they're at they're, they're giving up 30, 40 shots every single game. They're asking a lot out of Karel Vimelka uh, in net right now for this Coyotes team. Uh, we don't have confirmation yet for the uh, goalies here tonight uh, for this game. Uh, Vimelka projected, Miko Koskinen for Edmonton projected. Um, the only value I can think of here, and this is the bet I like the most in this game, in a game that's tricky to extricate value, especially if you like the fate. It's certainly a favorite spot, right? It's an Edmonton spot after the drilling they took against Calgary, 9-5, uh, horrendous game defensively. Uh, it was just a crazy game. Now, there were a lot of crazy, fluky, bounce type of goals 
uh, in that game. But nevertheless, I mean, uh, Jay Woodcroft's not going to be thrilled with the defensive uh, play of that Edmonton team Saturday night against Calgary. So I'd expect a very good start to this game. And that's really what I'm targeting more than anything here. An Edmonton puck line first period, minus a half from minus 105, minus 110, uh, even money with that. I think that's probably the safest route here uh, in this one. Jump on Arizona early. Uh, even the uh, uh, the uh, puck line, the full game puck line, uh, minus 160 is what we're looking at with the price on that. So I'd rather get the better price, which is the first period puck line. Take my chance that Edmonton plays much better, especially from the opening faceoff and has a lead going into the uh, first intermission. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Coyotes, Oilers. I mean, you look at it right now, minus 400, plus 325. Those lines are the way they are for an absolute reason. Um, it has not been a rarity for the Arizona Coyotes to allow four goals in a game recently. You look down the list, you talked about them defensively. The funny thing is with this Edmonton Oilers team, they're not one of those teams that is going to take a bad team lightly you know they're a team that if you look at it for the most part whoever they're playing unless it's a really bad situational spot scheduling wise ian they get it done against the bad teams in the league you know some of my bigger plays this year in the nhl i can actually remember have been against you know or edmonton against seattle edmonton against ottawa edmonton against buffalo it's been a consistent thing for me where these are the games that McDavid, I'm not saying these guys don't play well in the other games, but these are the games where they, you can count on them to show up. You know, I'll be on Leon Dreisaitl to score a goal tonight, 100%. I mean, this is one of those types of games where the obvious, in my opinion, is going to happen, you know? And, you know, this is why you take a look at the puck line and it's like minus 145, 150 everywhere you look. Uh, even if you take a look at the team total, what is that now? I mean, I, I'm take. I think it was 140. One. I mean, let me let me see. Pull it out. I'm pulling up DraftKings so I can make sure. I, in Arizona, right? No, no, no. The three and a half. Yeah. So the four and, four and a half, half is is yeah. plus one ten. Three and a half is minus two ten yeah, for totally. Edmonton's team total. Yeah. That's you know, the three and a half is a ridiculous. Four and a half is is plus one ten. So I don't know. Like for me, the way I look at this game is you have to bet periods. You know. The first period puck line, you can get a way better price than you're going to get on the regular game puck line. A lot of these team totals, because the way I look at it, Ian, is that if you're going to play the full game over, you might as well, you're, excuse me, the, the uh, Edmonton team total over four and a half, you might as well just bet the full game over. Yeah. Because I'm not going to shut out Arizona, you know? And do I really want to bet f over four and a half with a team total? Probably not, you know? So the way I look a lot of times in these games, why wait to cash a ticket in 60 minutes? Let's cash one in the first period. First period puck line for the Edmonton Oilers. They won't waste time. They're at home. Yep. I think they got off to a pretty good start here. And despite the pricing here, I think it's the best way to go about it. So these games have frustrated me, though, Ian, because any game with a minus 150 or 60 for a puck line, it's usually not one I have a bunch of interest in being a part of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's good occupancy, good call, good thought. Vimelko over saves prop could be something to consider. It's always something to consider. I gave up a shit ton of shots, this team, uh, every single game lately. So, yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah, Edmonton, look, that was 
no, there, there's been games where they've really, I thought they played good defensively for much of that Colorado game that they lost a heartbreaker. They played great defense for, I think, two and a half periods against Dallas, and then a couple of mistakes that both ended up in the back of their net, or else they could have won that game against Dallas. But no, they've had some really good moments of better team defense, but obviously that was not the case Saturday night uh, against Calgary. So I wouldn't even talk anyone out of the, it's, it's difficult because it's still Koskinen, can we trust him to keep Arizona two or less? But the under two and a half, I looked at it, but even that's minus 160 for that Arizona team total under two and a half. So to me, the value, the, the best, like you, you could unfortunately run the risk of games tied after the first period and then the floodgates open and Edmonton pulls away in the second and the third. You lose the first period puck line, you might win the full game puck line. But look, I don't want to lay minus 160 with a full game puck line. You're just not going to see me doing that. So to me, I still like the price better with that first period that Andrew likes as well and take my chance again that they're leading after the opening period. Jimmy, what do you think? Coyotes, Oilers. Yeah, you know what, guys? I'm going to stay far, far away from this side. You know, I I get what you're saying, Andrew, that they have done a good job against the bad teams, but this is an Edmonton Oilers team. Uh, Much like I I looked at the St. Louis Blues earlier, just there's something missing there too still. And, they, they, you know, obviously a lot of it's between the pipes, but I think it's something altogether when it comes to their team defense. Um, from game to game. However, speaking of that, I think that the defense could be a factor tonight because they're going to want to really tighten up after the, you know the other game against Calgary and allowing so many goals. So I'm going to go with the under six and a half on this one. All right, like in the uh, under, and uh, you would think there'd be some focus defensively for sure after the uh, Calgary game. But uh, the thing that Tourney said after the loss to Winnipeg, and keep in mind, there's a quote from a coach after they lost the game, but look, he's trying to build confidence and you know, belief in this team. He said, we worked extremely hard tonight and showed a lot of pride. Uh, you know, we battled hard during the entire game. Lots to be, lots to be happy about. And that's from a guy that's uh, lost the game. That's not a bet on quote going into Edmonton tonight. Sorry. It's not, it's almost like satisfaction uh, over the hard luck loss last night to a uh, Winnipeg. Uh, so that makes me, it makes it even more dubious for me, in my opinion, to trust the uh, uh, Arizona coyotes tonight as they take on what should Having be said that, though, Ian, Edmonton team. Sometimes you have to find a bright spot. You yeah. know what I mean? Like picture yourself if you were the coach of a bad team. Sometimes you have, you can't say bad things about your team after every game, right? That you is know? true. Yeah, no question about. He's that. not going to go after every loss and be like, "We sucked." <laughs> you know. And he's just like he's got such a uh, young, not a young group, but obviously in terms of depth, they have nothing compared to other teams, uh, yeah. especially in that division. So you know you can't just uh, tear them apart when things are going poorly. You've got you got to try to you know hold the room together and. Make sure that that effort is sustained uh, throughout the uh, course of the season, even for a team that's struggling, you know, and in a massive rebuild like the uh, Arizona Coyotes are right now. All right, final game, guys, on this Monday card. It's the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, taking on the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, currently, L.A. minus 210 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, I wonder, are, are, is anybody going to gravitate to this uh, Seattle loss of a game on Saturday night? Uh, against LA. What a weird scheduling situation here that these two teams played each other Saturday night in LA, Crypto Arena, same building, 4-2 win for the Kings, and here they are two nights later playing each other again in the same venue. Uh, You don't see that uh, very often, but yeah, I know Seattle revenge, da-da-da-da-da. No, I I would only look LA, but unfortunately it's minus 210. You know, it's a big price, and you know, they, they won the first game. They're playing for ma- massive importance, these games. They're starting to get a little bit healthier, you know, starting. I mean, they're still obviously uh, without some key cogs, the L.A. Kings. Uh, when you're talking about a Fennessee, Dustin Brown, Drew Doughty, Brendan Lemieux, Matt Roy, Sean Walker, still missing a great deal. But 
you know, starting to get a little bit better uh, in terms of the health situation. I, I continue to be impressed with these young kids on the blue line, like Sean Dursey and Arthur Kaliev, who played his junior hockey in Hamilton with the uh, Bulldogs. So I'm very familiar with Arthur Kaliev. And, you know, he's played a lot better lately. He's gotten more opportunity uh, for this uh, for this uh, L.A. team. Uh, he's been good for them, you know, getting uh, moving up the lineup, uh, which has been good to see. I mean, you look at most of the season, he's been more of a third, fourth line uh, type of player, uh, but he's been moving up. Gabe Velarde's back, which is and up with the Kings again, and he's got you know some a future that he could continue to progress and become a big time player. We know Quinton Byfield's got that potential as well. I hate to say it, uh, uh, Andrew, because maybe one year too late, but Philip Deneau's found his offensive game. Uh, again, uh, this year for the L.A. Kings. Obviously, it, it evaporated in Montreal last year, but uh, now he's got the great defensive play away from the puck, and now he's got a scoring touch back again for the Kings. So, yeah, more goals this year than any have. <laughs> I know it's just uh, that's it is. You know what, what though, Ian? I'm happy for him. Yeah, I mean, not that I would, yeah. not that I, not that I, he's has done anything to me personally, but uh, I'm happy for him. He seems like a good guy, and he's done a, did a lot for the Habs. So, and he's I'm not going to be a pain in well. your neck because he's out of the division. He's out of the conference. Yeah. yeah. So that's true. No, he's, he's had a nice season for L.A. This is probably going to be a stay away uh, for me, to be quite honest. I mean, L.A., I think, got capable of winning this game. I think if you're taking Seattle, Seattle actually, you know, has perked up a little. I actually took Seattle against Arizona, uh, and they won 4-2, and they beat Detroit before that 4-2 came back to win. But you look at the situation when they play somebody good. I mean, Washington, they lost. Carolina, they lost. Toronto, they lost. Tampa Bay, they lost. You know, the wins were Montreal by the skin of their teeth in a shootout, uh, Detroit, and Arizona. That's about it. So, yeah, I don't trust Seattle to get the job done. It's Kings and regulation would be the lean, but I'll probably stay off. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Kraken, Kings. Yeah, short and sweet here. I played the over two and a half team total for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, whether it's been them doing this, or whether it's been like in, them winning or losing, they've quite often been getting at least three goals. And, uh, it's not too bad of a price either on it. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the DraftKings number on it right now, but I locked in. I think it was minus 130 earlier in the day, um, and I think that's a really good good play here. I mean, I lean towards the full game over, but Seattle's actually not playing too bad of hockey, especially um, you know expected goal wise against some of the bigger teams in the league. And now you're playing an LA team that I understand is a good defensive team, but when I look at the way that they've been giving up some goals as well, I think the Seattle Kraken get, could get to three goals here, guys. So. I'm going to take away the uh, you know the winner of the game and just worry about one team getting to three. So that's my plan here, over two and a half team total. Yeah, and we have not seen the guy that's starting tonight for the uh, Seattle Kraken in a while, Chris Drieger. Uh, he has not started in a game for a while. March 10th is the last time we saw him at Ottawa. Gave up four goals. And look, it's been a rough season. You know, obviously you're going from Florida to Seattle. That certainly plays a part. But you look at the numbers, 5-9, and 3.37 goals against average, 886 save percentage. Uh, it's been a rough, you know, been rough for both goalies in Seattle. Philip Grubauer obviously not had the season he hoped for as well. But uh, look, so this is they're, they're playing like a first year NHL team, you know, Seattle, unlike Vegas, you know, they're and they've sold, you know, we saw all the deals and the people jettisoned out at the deadline by Seattle uh, as well, including, of course, Giordano and Blackwell to Toronto, among others that were uh, traded away by Ron Francis at the deadline. I mean, their their vision is long term as it should be uh, with this franchise. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Seattle, L.A.? There's a Jimmy pass me. Quick and easy. <laughs> there you go. Jimmy pass. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Great stuff with Andrew and Jimmy. Now, remember, we've got shows all week. All week. The I will miss Thursday's show uh, because I'm traveling back home to uh, Canada. 
early on Thursday, so I will miss that show. But I'll be on uh, tomorrow from San Antonio, Wednesday from San Antonio, and I'll be back home on Friday. For, or I'll be back uh, in my uh, home office there on Friday uh, for the uh, Ice Guys show. So I'll miss Thursday. I won't be on the BetCast tomorrow night, but they've got you covered, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's a really a good night to tune into the BetCast. It's a good night because it's an awesome night of hockey, and it's a great night to tune in because people with uh, Ian Cameron overload can enjoy themselves uh, without me there. So there you go uh, tomorrow night with the uh, BetCast. So uh, make sure you join the guys. If you want uh, to join the BetCast, make sure you DM them, and they will send you the uh, StreamYard link before uh, the show and the BetCast gets underway. And before we get to best bets, of course, we want to mention DraftKings Sportsbook. Great partners here at the uh, Hockey Podcast Network and uh, the Ice Guys. And, you know, a a terrific book for betting NHL, among many other things. But, uh, you know, get involved. New customers with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner uh, of the NHL. Uh, New customers, you can bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings. DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bet time uh, for this uh, Monday. And I will remember to do the best bet cam. Uh, today uh, on the show we've started doing that uh, Andrew let's start with you uh, what do you like for best bet I'm gonna go with the Carolina Hurricanes for my best bet uh, three and four nights uh, situation for the Washington Capitals tonight obviously that big game tomorrow for Carolina but I'm not worried about that I think uh, Carolina will be very focused and we talked about how many goals uh, the Capitals have given up recently the high scoring games they've been a part of and I think it's a recipe for disaster playing a team like the Carolina Hurricanes that are just so talented defensively and have a great goaltender like Freddie Anderson. So uh, coming off a nice win, 4-1 uh, Carolina, I feel like they're going to uh, continue that success tonight. And I think it's a very reasonable price here uh, at minus 130. So I'm going to take the Carolina Hurricanes, my best bet tonight, on the money line. All right, there we go. Carolina minus 130, a little kakalaki Hurricanes for uh, Andrew McGinnis with his uh, best bet uh, on a Monday. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what do you got for a uh, best bet? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that Vancouver Canucks, Canucks I discussed earlier. So give me that as my best bet tonight. All right, Vancouver, plus 140 against St. Louis. Best bet for uh, Jimmy Murphy. My best bet, we're going to go to Buffalo, Chicago, over six uh, in this one around minus 110. Cashed a winner yesterday with Nashville uh, Predators team total uh, over three and a half against Philadelphia. Got off to a slow start. Uh, but overcame it. And Martin Jones did Martin Jones things for us as he normally does. So I was very happy to see that Uh, Nashville team total over three and a half a winner yesterday for my best bet. We'll see if we can add to it. Buffalo, Chicago over six minus minus one ten for my best bet here on this Monday uh, NHL card. That's a wrap for the ice guys for a Monday. Uh, Thanks to everyone in the chat on YouTube for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. It means a lot. Uh, that you do that. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. 
If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday. A double dip of the Ice Guys. The daily show at 2 p.m. Eastern. The BetCast at 7 p.m. Eastern. We're back on Tuesday with another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.